It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind I am blessed I am blessed, eh, eh, every day I've got straws, I am blessed, eh, 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 when you piss me off that morning and I dash one at your chest, every day I've got straws, I am blessed, hey, <laughs> hi everybody, it's me, Kalechi. I feel like I've been away for ages Absolutely ages Oh god Can I still remember how to podcast? I just, I don't know I don't know anymore I don't know anything anymore You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here Usually I'm like, oh, I'm really happy to be here I am here I felt a duty to make it here To record this So you have this on Monday morning I didn't think that you'd miss it too much for bank holiday Monday Because most of you were whining in the streets of Notting Hill um, Which I'm just very, very proud of you for So, you know, there was no podcast on that day But here I am Here I am Much to the surprise of myself and others I am here So I'm Kelechi Welcome to SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What? That's right Suck Your Mum it was so wonderful to have all of you at the live show Able to shout that with me I look forward to the December show The final show Where we can do that again together one last time It will be amazing um, oh, I don't even know where to start Because I obviously I plan out my episodes and stuff Before coming to record And so many things happened that actually just meant that I'm trying to maybe condense two weeks worth of just fuckeries and everything else into this time slot. So if it's longer than usual, cool. But if I manage to be efficient enough and still fit everything into the same time frame, then that's great too. So um, yeah, there's been a lot. So I went to the Black Klansman screening, which was really fun. It was really fun to be mingling with all the minglables um, And see lots of people and try to act like I'm not phased Like, oh, it's just such and such over there Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm not bothered I do this all the time when I don't But um, yeah, it was nice to be invited to the Black Klansman screening um, Spike Lee's really, really interesting He's an interesting old man Is what I'll say He's an interesting old man That film, I don't know how I feel about it Because obviously there's a previous episode before Where I spoke about how the police force infiltrated activist groups um, at, To the detriment of the activist groups So I, 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 I was rather disconcerted Because the protagonist in Black Klansman Before being able to even Because they kind of skate past it And say that he went to like a Black Power Meeting And you know like a Black Panther Kind of meeting before um, Before he then starts Went into the Ku Klux Klan But There's more to it than that because I think He spent three years actually Infiltrating a black activist Group before then um, 
trying to infiltrate the the clan. So yeah, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know, and I didn't like how they. Well, I don't no spoilers, so I won't say anything else. But I'll give you a few weeks to watch it if I remember to then say all the other things that I want to say. But um, audience members asked their questions as per usual, and Spike Lee gave some weird answers. But yeah. He's an old man who was revered for being a great filmmaker So you can't say much about him other than Oh my god, I love him so much But that's not exactly how I feel um, about that, to be honest But it is what it is um, And I hope that he has more people around him To inform him of up-to-date feelings about certain things Is all I'll say It all sounds rather cryptic, I know Sorry um, And what else did I do? So I... Was dancing on the Red Bull stage I was on the Red Bull stage Dancing with my bro Romario Dancing for Lisa Mercedes And that was an extreme sport Because so much was happening in my life at that point Yet I still managed to like make it on stage In the rain It was pissing down And I was there dancing Like you know I hadn't been fed that day And I needed to dance for my food It was really Oh it was a lot I don't know I felt like Ray J I felt like Usher I felt like Amarion Dancing in the rain Kicking up droplets And it was just too much Like doing some 2000s R&B I don't even know But um yeah, uh, as I said, I'm, it's a wonder to me that I'm here because I'm extremely tired. There's been a lot of stuff happening um, just generally. I mean, there were things that we covered at the, at the live show um, in terms of people moving mad on the internet, on the interwebs, but, you know, their life will never be well. So that's, that's one thing. But um, yeah, also the Met Police decided to move mad again, but we'll get to that later on and so then I'll talk about all the TV bits that I've been in this week as well so we'll get to that shortly um also big up Caroline because I didn't think of that song by myself for this week um every um I am blessed it was Caroline that messaged me when I was switching up other songs that remix and other songs and she said what about this one and then I added the second bit about dashing straws at your chest but big up Caroline appreciate you you're a baby girl so let's get into it then. Let's let's get into the tarot for this week. Um, the tarot for this week, let's start with the Black Angel cards. So the Black Angel card that I pulled this week was the teacher. So the teacher looks like the tree in Pocahontas, you know, that kind of tree of wisdom, um, tree of motherly wisdom, like Mother Nature. It's beautiful green and yellow. It reminds me of Jamaica. Those are the colors that I that come to mind. The Jamaican flag um, I'm not actually Jamaica Because I've never been to Jamaica So I don't want to force it But just the Jamaican flag Is what the card reminds me of um, So it says here The teacher You are both learning and teaching life Waking path Ancestral wisdom Sleeping path Doubt On the waking path The teacher brings wisdom from life experiences You trust the wisdom in your bones And impart this wisdom to all You hold the lessons in life as wisdom We can embrace no matter who we are Your lessons or sermons Evoke deep thought and a thirst For more knowing about the nature of this life You tell us stories By which we can learn who we are You connect us to our natural Indigenous self that existed Before our birth as a teacher, you encourage discovery. You urge us to go and look beyond what we see with our eyes. You can dispel confusion and make sense out of the puzzle of life. Your essence is to help us realize our own capacities to fly. You stay on your waking path by knowing that 
that you must also remain a student in order to teach. As an awake teacher, you are a mentor, a parent, and a holder of wisdom. On the sleeping path, people may discover information in your teachings that can disrupt their lives. Your, um, your, teachings, your teachings can touch the core of a person's being, so your wisdom may be challenged. Avoid letting the challenges create insecurities for you and keep you from valuing your ability to teach important lessons. Doubt can suppress your teaching nature and keep you on the sleeping path for far too long. For our survival, continue to share your wisdom. Hold your wisdom as sacred intelligence. Know that you have an innate sense of what wisdom should be shared. To receive a challenge, to what you know is to receive an opportunity to affirm your wisdom. Let go of shame, embarrassment, or doubt of not knowing so that you are open to a higher potential of teaching. As a teacher, not knowing brings more wisdom. Remember, your horizons lie far beyond most people. That's nice and succinct. I like that one. Every week I say these black angel cards try to drag me. Well, this one I feel like tries to drag me specifically because I think that that's the space that I'm finding myself in at the moment where it's kind of like people challenge the things that I say. And at first it used to like bother me because I'd be like, what, am I wrong? Did I get that wrong? And, you know, really question myself. And I'd be talking about it in therapy sessions. And Emma was just like, where do you get this knowledge from? I said, I feel it. And then I read it. I read it and I feel it and I live it. And she was like, so that is enough. That is enough. And she recommended a book by Brené Brown, who um, has done extensive studies into shame. And she says that, you know, um, a tool that, especially society, society especially, but most especially on social media, a tool that people like to use is shame. They like to shame you and embarrass you away from doing the work that you need to do and to um, second guess yourself and all of those things. And I've had a real lesson this week. And I think that, well, these past few weeks, if we can even say past few months, but it's high, been more highlighted the past um, couple of weeks in that I need to trust more in my own wisdom, because what I said is what I said. I say that all the time. I said what I said. Um, but I also have to, you know, know that I believe what I said. Um, because that's the only way to continue. I know that these are the things that need to be out there and I'm putting them out there and I should be expecting backlash and I should be expecting people to be like, well, how do you know that is true? Well, how do we know that's true? Well, you don't know if that's true. None of us know if that's true because all of this is just constructed, but it's what I believe and it's what I feel to be true. And that's what I'm going with. If you, you don't even know if it's true to season your food. So maybe focus on the things, focus on the smaller things and leave me to do the bigger things. How about that? But yeah, I feel like the universe has de definitely handed to me opportunities where I can walk in my truth. And it's actually the scariest thing to do that on on a national scale on a national level to ugh, it's a lot but it's being done whether whether I like it or not it's it's being done so I really like that um reading about the teacher from the black angel cards it's wonderful get yourself some angel cards and also get yourself some say your mind affirmation cards coming the 5th of October my birthday yeah but um Anyway, to the traditional deck, the Rider Waite deck. I pulled the Six of Cups this week. The Six of Cups is just nostalgia. Nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Now, when I look at this card, what it evokes in me is, because um, we see two children giving, um, 
one the older child looks like is giving a gift to the younger child um of cups filled with flowers and it's really pretty and it looks so um idyllic and it's just beautiful um and I think this card came up this week with the teacher because sometimes when we've walked along a path of knowing, we kind of we're nostalgic for the times that we didn't know. Don't you sometimes miss the miss the times when you were just like an ignorant motherfucker? Like, you know, like they say ignorance is bliss. Sometimes I genuinely miss being like an extra trash human being. Like I'm still trash now, trust and believe. But you know, like when you were extra trash, like sometimes Facebook posts comes come up, you know, when those memories come up and it shows something I wrote from like 2009. And I'm like, who the fuck is this girl? What the fuck is this? Delete, delete, delete. Um, it, yeah, I just, I miss the times when things were simpler because they weren't actually simpler. They weren't more simple in those times at all. It just meant I I just lacked the capacity to deconstruct what I was being faced with. And I think that they say that when you know better, you do better. And so when you know that there's that duty to do better now that you know better, you sort of, part of you misses the time when you didn't know because then you didn't have to do anything and you could just carry on walking in your fuckeries. But there comes a time when God is like, my child, you can no longer walk the path of fuckeries. Get off that path and go to a path of righteousness. Come on, get get the fuck off. I don't know if God swears, but my God swears. Um, it's my love language. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what this card says to me. And the reason I say that, that it reminds me of a nostalgia of a time when you didn't know and everything seemed more blissful is because bottom of the deck is the magician. And this card keeps coming up for me this um, this week. It's the second card of the Major Arcana. Um, and it's just wonderful. It's it's I've, it's beautiful. I've got a drawing of it where done by Lisa Starr, where she's done a drawing and it's a black girl. There's the magician and she's got two Afro puffs. And that's right by my bedside. It's hung up by my bedside so I can see it every day. So... With regards to the magician, I'll talk about the significance of that in the um, extended content that um, is available to the patrons on patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. But um, what I will say about this card for now is that everything looks better in hindsight. You know, they say that hindsight is twenty twenty. You look back and then, yeah, everything always seems wonderful when you're looking in the past because you, you see it the way that you want to see it. And you see all of the things that you would have done differently. And you just see times when things felt a bit easier, but they weren't easier. You just dealt with it then the way that you're dealing with this now. And there will be one day, I can't remember which poet said it, but, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but there's a poet that says that one day you will long for this moment of suffering because it's so different to the other type of suffering that you'll know later on. Not that I'm wishing bad things on you and I'm wishing that you'll suffer. But what it's saying basically is that it's relative. Suffering and heartache and all of this stuff is relative. You're feeling it right now, but you've probably felt worse and probably might feel worse later on. You're only focusing on what you're feeling at this particular moment in time. Um, and for me, in terms of reading this card along with the teacher, um, Black Angel card, it's just that idea of being feeling accountable and responsible once you have knowledge and you know that you need to share it. When you are faced with backlash and you're just faced with people acting like fucking cunts all of the time, you just think, well, I just think to myself, I wish 
to go back to that time when I didn't know anything. I wish to go back to that time when I just didn't care and I could just write what I want and say what I want and and don't and not care about the repercussions and not actually have anything substantial to contribute to society because things felt easier then but I know they weren't easier then because I'm here now and I would have only wanted to be here now if I knew that there wasn't something right about where I was then so there's no use looking back at the past and wanting things to be that way we're not meant to go backwards yes you know like the Sankofa bird I think like we're meant to look backwards to learn but we should always keep traveling forwards but um you know I'll cover more in the extra content as to what the magician means um, in relation to this Six of Cups card. So that's that. That's the tarot for this week. Moving on then to Share Your Magnificence. My first Share Your Magnificence goes out to Jamelia because she's a baby girl and she's a superstar. I don't know what it is. It, it, it makes me feel like this. Uh, uh, don't know who you are, baby, but you must be some kind up superstar you throw all of those straws no matter where you are that's not part of her song i just added that in so yeah jamelia i'm just remixing it for you yeah but um jamelia is great because um we did a project together last week yeah last week um and i'm just honored that she asked me to come on board and to be a part of something that she's thinking about and creating it's such an honor like i can't tell you how much i look up to women like jamelia and what she's done for us as black women in Britain and just us as black women across the world, whether these other people in the diaspora realize it or not, like Jamelia is a true, true baby girl. And I just appreciate her greatly. And I can't wait for you to see the little snippets of what we did work on because hopefully it'll grow and be something amazing. Um, so then I wanted to shout out the wonderful lady. I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but she bought me a spa day. She bought me a spa day because she saw everything that had been happening recently that we'll talk about later on in the podcast. And I just, the kindness of, I don't want to say strangers because I don't feel like people are strangers, but just the kindness of people, humans, always comes at a time when I'm ready to just be like, fuck humans, fuck everybody, yuck. Um... And someone does something so kind and I'm just like, no, humans are lovely. Oh God, I love them. Um, thank you so much for that spa day. You are magnificent. Thank you so, so much for all of the ways that you've supported me um, throughout the years. I just appreciate it so much. And it means so much for someone to see on the internet, you know, things that are happening and say, you know what? I'm going to buy this person a spa day, gift it to them and they can use it whenever they feel like it. So greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, your kindness will be rewarded in this life and many lives to come. Thank you. Um, and then I wanted to shout out um, Ndeya. So Ndeya is a black girl. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing her name right. It might be Ndaya. Um, She went to Spain. So I'm just trying to find a story. She went to Spain recently and um, a white lady decided to move mad. So her name is Justine, um, Justine Ndaya. Um, she's at underscore Justine N1 on Twitter. Um, she put up the tweet that goes as follows. I was unsure whether I even wanted to upload the Snapchat videos onto here, but I'm going to anyway. This crazy bitch smacked me in the face because I was speaking English in Spain and she got the shock of her life after that. 
LMAO. I'm proud of Justine because she was in Spain on the phone to somebody um, having a chat and then a Spanish lady walked up to her, white Spanish lady walked up to her and was basically like, you're in Spain, you should speak Spanish, blah, 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 blah. Just screaming in her face, screaming in her face. And so Justine's like, oh, go away. Like, I'm on the phone. Go away, go away, move. And next thing, wassa, bye, meets Justine's face. And... Big up Justine because she did exactly what I would have done. She dealt with that woman and she beat her well. She beat her well. And then the police arrived and then the police now took the woman away for her misbehavior. And that is the energy I want us to keep for the rest of our lives. Like you touch me and I will touch you 10 times back. And then it will be police that will come and collect you specifically. They will not collect all of us. They will collect you specifically because you initiated the madness that I came to join you in. And I know often I say that um, moving mad is sometimes a one person party that you don't need to attend. But Sometimes attend the party in your best gown, in your most beautiful ball gown, RIP Aretha and Franklin, wear all the gowns, beautiful gowns, wear your beautiful gown and fuck that shit up. That's what you need to do. Um, Justine did what she had to do because what kind of cheek? Why is it a global thing that people think that they could just put their hands anyhow, any way they feel like on black women? No, you can't just come up and, and slap my face. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I just like the fact that Justine was like, well, I might be getting arrested tonight, but somebody is getting dealt with. And this lady got what she did deserved. So big up, Justine. You did what you had to do because people need to learn to keep their hands to themselves. And I want to know whether she's keeping the same energy when white English people aren't speaking Spanish in Spain and they go, they're building pubs and doing all sorts. I'm sure she doesn't use that energy for them, but she wants to come and give you that sort of energy because she, she thinks that she has a right to now tell you how you need to behave. Well done, Justine. You are magnificent. You don't even have to do two slaps on your chest. I want you to do 67 slaps on your chest. 67 for no particular reason. I just like that number. That's how many slaps on your chest you need to do because that energy, I love it. I fucking love it. Keep it up. Keep it up. So that's Justine for my show, Your Magnificence. And then letters. I've got letters this week for your suggestions for people who should... um, be magnificent people that we should praise and uplift. So Anonymous, who's a regular writer and a baby boy, sent this. Hello, Kelechi. I would like to nominate for Share Your Magnificence, Alicia Kelly, CEO of the Bessie Cates Foundation. I don't know how to explain what she does, but in a basic rundown, it provides medical supplies and equipment for free to hospitals, and or clinics in developing nations. She started this with Jamaica and plans to expand to include more countries. They do more, like set up a sort of exchange for getting American students to do a rotation on the island. She's doing the work of an entire um, cooperation and she's been doing it for like 10 years now. The uh, the handle to find Bessie Cates Foundation is at Bessie, B-E-S-S-I-E, Cates Foundation, all one word. Um, She doesn't pick up herself nearly enough, especially for pioneering a program that has never existed in the entire history of Jamaica. And she's not even Jamaica. 
um, she, she, and she's not even Jamaican, for free to the, um, oh, that's a long sentence, hold on. She doesn't big up herself um, nearly enough, especially for pioneering a program that has never existed in the, in the entire history of Jamaica, and she's not even Jamaican, for free to hospitals in a way that upgraded their resources and the island's medical knowledge. So yeah, CEO Alicia Kelly of the Bessie Cates Foundation, thank you. Have a blessed week. Thank you, Anonymous. That was wonderful. Big up yourself, Kate, um, Alicia Kelly. Big up yourself for having the Bessie Cates Foundation and doing amazing work. And it's so wonderful doing that work where you're not from that place. You just want to do the work. To That's kindness. You know, that's kindness. That's true, true kindness. So two slaps on your chest, Alicia. That's beautiful. We love you. Thank you for that. So I've also got um, a Shea Your Magnificence from Hadan. Um, and she says, um, oh, <laughs> Hodan was also going to nominate Justine So see Justine I wanted to nominate you for Share Your Magnificence And you know Hodan also wanted to nominate you for Share Your Magnificence So that there you have it um, She wanted to also um, nominate the Spanish woman For the So You Mad section Or for Straw of the Week But I think we'll just focus on the wonderful work That Justine did in dealing with her That's what we'll focus on Um which is, yeah, which is great. And I think that's all my magnificence, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, that's all my magnificent people. For No, hold on. I've got one from Junior. It says, hi, I've been low-key listening to your podcast since the third episode, From Mother Soul to Queen Life. You have spoken to my soul in every podcast. You are a very wise woman and you are the definition. The truth is the light. Say your mind, what, what? Yeah. From a distance, you have allowed me to understand a life um, understand life a whole lot more, more than you'll ever understand. I suffered with depression for a long time and you literally opened my eyes and provided clarity and understanding. I felt the need to message you today as you touched on a very sensitive subject for me. I was wrongfully arrested outside my front door in relation to a murder. Cells are cold and traumatic. To this day, I live in fear of the legal justice system. Funny enough, I was going to Tesco, sliders and all. Although the podcast will end, I will always be a supporter of your excellence. Although this message is a bit abstract and missing a lot of detail Big up yourself And continue to be a good, unapologetic And proactive role model For not just black women, but all people Every Monday is a revelation Kind regards, Junior Thank you so much, Junior That was like a show your magnificence But also it fits in so much In what I want to talk about In Straw of the Week So I'm going to come back to what you said, Junior And I hope you're well and I hope you're okay Thank you so much, I appreciate you like listening to the show and being so, so supportive. Everyone that listens to the show every week, like you could have been doing so many other things and you still managed to find time to season your food and listen to this podcast. And for that, I am so grateful. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, that's that for this week in terms of um, Magnificence Letters. So therefore we can do no other thing but move into the cesspit that is so you mad and onwards and downwards from there um so you mad this week i want to talk about serena williams do i never stop to do i ever stop talking about serena williams i don't think so and i think i'm incapable of not talking i'm incapable of not talking about serena williams because Everybody else makes me talk about Serena Williams. I just want the woman to be excellent and great and live her best life. But 
obviously there are people, enemies of progress in this life, Beelzebubs and Demogorgons that want to stop this woman, basically demons that want to stop this woman from living because they're so frustrated that she's so excellent and she's so black and she's so a woman and she's so a black woman. Like that obviously gets to them. So Serena Williams will no longer be allowed to wear her black cat suit at the French Open due to a new dress code. It says here, the French Tennis Federation president, Bernard Goudicelli, says the tournament that Williams has won three times is introducing a dress code to regulate players' uniforms because he said, I think that sometimes we've gone too far. In an interview in the tennis magazine's 500th edition, Goudicelli singled out the figure-hugging black cat suit that Williams wore this year at Roland Garros um, and said, and she said that it made her feel like a superhero. Goudicelli said, it will no longer be accepted. One must respect the game and the place. He said, Roland Garros's new rules um, won't be as strict as Wimbledon's, which require that players wear white, but will impose certain limits. Many players, un- many player uniforms have for 2019 have already been designed, but Goudicelli said the um, French Federation, um, Tennis Federation, will be asking manufacturers for an advanced look at them. Um, but, why this goody chelly, goody no chelly, goody prick is a dickhead is that Serena Williams wears this full length catsuit because it helps her. It stops her from possibly getting blood clots, which she is susceptible to. It stops her from literally dying while she's playing the sport. Yet, all this man could be concerned about is how dare she show us her body in that way? How dare, how dare she just expose her figure to us in that way? But there's a white tennis player who wore cat suits years ago. Like she wore an all white cat suit. That wasn't a problem then. Nobody had a problem with that, but they had a problem with Serena Williams wearing what she wore. And I love that Nike put up a um, an little advert, a social media advert that said you can take the superhero out of her costume, but you can't take away her superpowers. And I like that that's basically it. They got to the root of the matter. You bitches are jealous. You are so jealous. Why are you mad? Why are you mad? Why are you so mad? Why are you so angry? Why are you so salty? Why are you so pressed? Why can't you just let great people be great people? What is your fucking problem? You have an issue with her wearing it because, again, it makes you more aware of the fact that she's excellent and she's not going anywhere and she's unapologetic and she loves her body and she loves herself. You all hate that. You all hate it so, so much. So what you'd rather do is be like, yeah, let's take away things from her. Let's show her that she doesn't have all of the power. By regulating what she wears, we're showing her that she doesn't have all of the power. And it's interesting to me that we still come back to the workplace politics, even in tennis. Um, Black women's bodies and workplace politics. It seems like whatever black women wear within the workplace is up for scrutiny. And we talked about this at the live show. People just don't like black women wearing things. They don't even like them working, to be honest, if they're working and getting paid for it. They just like them working for free and like wearing enslaved people's outfits. Like that's, that's probably what they would prefer. And it upsets them that Serena is being here, being beautiful and bold and in their face. And they hate it. So he would rather basically she die and not wear that cat suit that helps to regulate blood clots. Um, 
you know what? He's a blood clot. So that I feel like now that she's no longer allowed to wear this cat suit, the cat suit should be put on him because he's the actual blood clot that we should be worrying about. A jealous, horrible, horrible little man. That's basically how I see it. He didn't call out anybody else's uniform, just Serena's specifically. But we have seen historically that whenever black women are involved in any sport, any discipline of sports, we show up and we show the fuck out. Um, Flojo came with her cat suits until this day. This is why I say that I want to be in the biopic of um, Flojo's life because I just want to wear those cat suits. Like she'd had one long legging leg, and then the other one would be a um, no leg at all. And it was bright, it was colorful. Her nails were bright and colorful. Like these ladies would come out and look exquisite and then still slay at their chosen discipline. They wouldn't just come and do fashion parade and go home. They'll do fashion parade and then take away all of the medals too. Good. This is what I stand for. This is what I love. And Serena Williams was just carrying on that tradition. But you know, when people's lives are seasonless, and this is why one of the affirmation cards says, season your food, season your life. Like that is what a lot of people are missing because honestly, because their food isn't seasoned, that is why they behave the way that they behave because they don't know spice anywhere. And so this is the time where I'd love a meme of Victoria Beckham saying spice up your fucking life because that's what they need to do. But I love, I love a true queen. I love the fact that Serena Williams went to her next tournament wearing a tutu. If you don't want me to wear my cat suit, I'm going to wear a fucking tutu. And she wore the tutu looking hyper feminine and she looked incredible. So I just like that that was a very, very nice fuck you to the Federation because she's still going to do what she does and win all of the things. And you motherfuckers are just going to have to deal. That's as far as I see it. So big up yourself, Serena Williams. We love you. Keep doing what you're doing because people are haters. And I think that as far, as long as we're going to be on this planet, we will always encounter Bernard Goodicelli's in then many, many forms. People who just hate that you are exquisite and you're excellent and they want to try and dim your shine in some way, but it just makes them look petty as fuck. So yeah. That's that one. And then now I'll go to letters because I know that I've got letters for So You Mad this week as well. Um, one letter comes from Michael and he says, um, Hello, Kalechi. Hope you're well. I'm writing this letter to dedicate my So You Mad to um, Jana, Jana um, at Julia Prickler because of a tweet that she sent to Black Girl Festival on Twitter Founded um, and Black Girl Festival was founded by Nicole Krenzel and Paul Akpan, who are baby girls that I love. Um, the tweet was sent to the Black Girl Festival's official account. In her tweet, she stated, It says, open for everyone who wants to support and celebrate Black women and girls in the UK. Then you read info on Eventbrite, and there it says, only black women stroke femme in the UK. <gasps> oh, so the white supporting friends and white femme partners are excluded. Not nice. So Julia Prickler, I love her name. Julia Prickler is a prick. That like, I love when you guys have names that are such a testament to your personalities and to your destiny in this life. 
Julia Prickler is a prick. And I told her that, like, when I initially saw that tweet that she sent to Black Girl Festival, I said, instead of you, Julia, to go and suck your mum, you're spending time here arguing about what exactly. You don't care about the Black Girl Festival. You don't care about any of what's going on. Like, you really don't. If you wanted to support, you would just go ahead and support. But you are so intent on being a pussy clerk. And so focus on being a pussy clerk. Don't bother the rest of us pricking us with your stupidity. Yeah, go away. She went on to say that I think she's got a mixed race daughter and she is the kind of white person that I despise with all of my heart. The kind that because they have a mixed race child, they believe that that it absolves them of their racism that they couldn't they couldn't possibly be racist because they've got a mixed race child. How dare you call me a racist? I fucked a black person once. I'll have you know. I I I I I reverse cowgirl and I and I rode I teabagged and I did all of the things with that black dick. So don't, don't you dare disrespect me. Having sex with black people, having a black person as a friend, having a child with a black person, I don't know, eating at a black person's restaurant, driving a black car, having a black cat. None of these things absolve you of your racism. None of them stop you from, if you are racist, you are racist, point blank, period. It doesn't matter how many black things you have or people that you know, you are still a racist. And this is what she came to come and exhibit here because if she had any iota of sense, if she just understood the plight and the lived experiences of black women, like genuinely, if she actually cared about blackness, she would understand why some of these workshops aren't open to her as a white woman her daughter can attend She was like Oh so my daughter can go in And I can't Yeah bitch That's what happens That's what happens When you mix up With the blackness Them like You still don't have Access to places Just your your child Your mixed race child Is not a visa To get you into black spaces How about that Just nice and simple Your black partner Or your mixed race child They're not visas To get you into Certain places You will never have Access to those places And you need to make I don't know Peace with that as a white person who's in a relationship with black a black person, you need to make peace with the fact that not every space will you be allowed in. And that should be okay. And if you truly love them and if you truly aren't a prick, you'll understand why that needs to be the case. So by Julia sending this message, I just felt really, when she sent that tweet, I just felt really, really bad for her daughter. Because I thought, imagine having an entire mum. Imagine having a whole ass mum that's on the internet using you as a get out of jail free card or a get into a black girl fest free card. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. And I would implore her as, as soon as she's old enough to get far away from that woman because she's vile. She's vile and she doesn't see her child as more than um, a, 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 a free entry into the cookout card, as far as I'm concerned. And it's women like this that come and they try to put a sour taste in people's mouths about events that people want to go to. We're tired of explaining to you time and time again why there's a black girl fest. You can say, oh my God, but what if I had a white girl fest? Bitch, go and have a white girl fest. Every fucking yoga convention, every bridal show, every vegan festival, any fucking thing that we have that's a festival is a white girl fest. Go there. Go there and go and be happy. Piss off. Fuck off. Yes. So that's all I have to say about that. Bloody hell.
So that's thank you, Michael, for sending that in because that also is part of our So You Mad because Julia, the prick, is clearly mad. Instead of her to go and be pricking Maggie, Maggie Cubes and learning how to use them, she's there using her child as leverage on the internet to get into black, fem- um, black femme events. Prick. Such a suitable name. Whoever impregnated her is also a prick with a prick. <laughs> anyway, moving on then um, to... Suck your mum, aka straw of the week. Yes. Um, let's just get into it then. My straw of the week that I I I want this to go to the Met Police. I feel that I'm I'm so tired of giving the Met Police straws, but it just seems like that is all they want from me in this life. So last week I couldn't record because I was coming back from doing something amazing with Jamelia. Called my mum just to check on her, only for her to say, oh, there's police outside her house grabbing up my brother, doing all sorts. And so instantly I jumped into the car and I drove over to my mum's to find out what happened. And my brother had been taken away by the police because allegedly they wanted to do a stop and search. Um, When I saw the video footage of this stop and search that they wanted to do, I was horrified. My brother is asthmatic and these motherfuckers took his hood for no reason because he wasn't resisting arrest or he wasn't resisting stop and search. He wasn't resisting anything whatsoever. He was just standing there being black and they took the hood of his tracksuit and wound it round his face. And in that moment, I just... I just became so enraged. I became so enraged. I've talked about it on so many platforms time and time again, that my family, my brothers and my mum, they are my entire life. If I, I don't feel like, I don't care about any fucking riches in this world. I don't care about any accolades. I don't, if I had to give up my chance at getting an Academy Award for best actress in a lead role, which I want with all of my heart, if I had to give that up, to ensure the safety, like the possibility of ever given, getting that, to ensure the safety of my family, I would do that in a heartbeat. And so this is something that I really, really want. And I would like, it might, it, it might seem like nothing, but if you understand my aspirations in this life and the things that I want to achieve, then you will understand what, what that means and what I'm trying to say. But my family are everything to me, like everything. And so to watch the video of um, this random police officer, this piece of trash, winding my brother's hood around his face for no damn reason. You could see in the video that he just wanted to try it. My brother was just standing there. They'd already handcuffed him. And yet he was, he just wanted to do extra and now pulled the hood over his face. Then they tried to lie in police statements and, and say, oh, my brother tried to headbutt them only for them to in their own body cam footage, not have any footage of this because he wouldn't do anything of the such. Like I know that my brother's got um, um, a hard head, but he wouldn't use it to go ahead, but people. So they, it wasn't anywhere in any footage. This did not happen at all. They literally ran up on him and they were like, oh, we saw you smoking what appeared to be a roll up cigarette. Oh, so you applied that amount of force because you saw someone smoking a cigarette, but you've never done that to white people. You don't approach white men and women with that amount of vim and um, because you saw them smoking a roll up. I go outside Peckham Library all of the time and I literally see people smoking crack, literal crack, and nobody's coming there and dragging them up and treating them anyhow. But you'll do that to a black boy chatting outside my mum's house with his girlfriend. 
that's who you'll do it to. And I'm just tired of black men and young boys or young men being exposed to trauma every single fucking day. There's firstly the traumas that they go and choose for themselves, which I wish they wouldn't. But there's also the trauma that the state inflicts on them for no other reason than they're black. Like, fuck, like, I've had enough. I'm so fucking tired of saying the same thing over and over again. Like, why can't we just catch a fucking break? Why can't we just be treated with, with, Humanity, not even some humanity, all of the humanity. Why can we not be? Um, I'm blessed to know people who are like, you know what, I'll represent your brother, I'll do this, I'll do that, because they had to charge him for something. When that video went viral, it got like um more than half a million um views, and all these news platforms were interested in it and they wanted me to give them permission to um use the video, which I didn't do for a few of them because I don't like them. So I just use that as an opportunity to be petty. But the ones I did give permission to, they used it well, like Al Jazeera, they used it well. Um because this needs to stop. Police are eight times more likely to stop and search black men. They're four times more likely to um, use force on what during stop and search on black people as opposed to white people. So with all of this information being there, like how are we still pretending that stop and search is a great thing? Why is Ian Duncan Pussy Clark Smith Asking for an increase in stop and search Why? What was he dunked in? Ian Duncan What were you dunked in? You were dunked in fucking stupidity and irrationality That's what you were dunked in Because that doesn't make sense But you need to go and dunk yourself in your mother's pussy Because with a straw Because you, you are extremely wild And you clearly want all the black people to suffer That's why you're doing stuff like this People say, oh, well, what was he doing before for that to happen? If he just pulled these trousers up, well, we don't know the full story. Any gymnastics that you can do to get around the fact that um, you don't, oh, there's a fly here, sorry, um, to get around the fact that black men just aren't treated fairly, fairly by police. That's all there is to it. Black men just aren't treated fairly by police and it needs to stop. And it made me feel lonely somewhat being the one person in my family that was like, no, 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 I need to get this out. My mom was like, oh, don't put it on social media. I don't want it to affect your platform. I don't want it to affect... I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about any fucking platform. And I've been doing this. I've been speaking about this already. So people already know how I feel about it. If suddenly news organizations and broadcasters and, and all of these people don't want to work, um, work with me because I'm speaking out about the fact that injustices are happening, then fuck them. And they also can take a narrow straw and suck their mom's wide pussy. They can all do the same thing. I don't care. It's more important to me that as black people, we stay alive and we have great qualities of life than anything I could do with any brand. So that's what I had to make clear to her. And I put the video up and I'm glad that I put the video up. If that makes me a target, so be it. Like I always say on this show, the worst anyone can do to you is kill you. And I cannot be killed because I cannot die. Simple as, simple as, cannot. Because God is my protector. God is my boss. And God said, go through my G. So I'm coming through in it. And no one can chat to me, no matter what constructs they exist within or they wield power within. They do not wield power over me and my soul. That's not possible. I want justice for my brother because you can't go around draping people up, wrapping their hoods around their face. And this motherfucker had the hood around my brother's face for like three and a half minutes. Chatting away about, oh, um, well, now that we've had a chance to think about it, the reason we're doing it is because, yeah, we saw him smoking a roll-up cigarette. Where is it then? 
where is it? Where and and then oh, and we got nearby and we smelled a strong scent of weed. Okay, so then you grabbed, you ran up and grabbed the black man that you saw and said, yeah, it's you. Your body cam footage does not show him smoking anything. Your body cam footage does not show him dropping anything. So you just came with all of the vim for what exactly? If he were to be smoking, so what as well? White men are smoking weed out on road all of the time. All of the time. All of these white boys that have moved to Peckham, all of these white girls and boys, they're smoking all of the things all of the time, but they are never troubled. They are allowed to continue as they please. It's not about what he was wearing. It's not about who he is and what he's done. They didn't know any of that because he didn't give them his name initially. He refused to give his name, which I don't blame him for, because then they would have tried to find a justification for the nonsense that they were doing. They searched... Um, his girlfriend's car for no reason. They didn't detain her while they were searching her car. So they just didn't do anything the way that they were meant to do it. They just fucked everything up. And so you had all the police trolls coming into my mansion saying, oh, you're anti-police. You should have just, people like you should shut up and let the police do their job. Well, if what it looks like to me is that the police's job is to kill black people, then I can't allow them to do it. Not on my fucking watch. That is not happening. So I've written to the deputy mayor of London. I've written to the IOPC. I've followed all of the rules and written to all of the people I've been told to write to. So something must come of this because you cannot continue to treat black people any which way you please. We will not stand for it. I will not stand for it. And that's it. I want the Met Police to have not even these lovely red and white straws. I want them to have those blue and white ones like their sirens. Nino, Nino, take it inside your mum's Nino, Nino, and suck her out. Nino, Nino. All right. That's what I want you to do, pricks. Pricks like Julia Prickler. Anyway, that's one um, straw. Well, numerous straws because it goes to the entire Met Police. Um, my next straw goes out to Theresa May. I feel like this is a pattern. I feel like the last time I gave a straw out to the Met Police, I soon after gave one to Theresa May. But we all know that Theresa May is a pussy club with no rhythm and all of the demons are dancing inside her. She's trying to do this thing at the moment where she's trying to contend with um, Boris Johnson for who can be the biggest British buffoon. And so both of them are seen out in places like, oh, look at me just dancing like, like an idiot. <laughs> and so I think that this is meant to make her appear more endearing so she doesn't get ousted as the leader of the Tories But it isn't endearing It's actually rather frustrating Like why don't you just do your job Because if you did your job And there were more community initiatives And funding for community initiatives Then I feel like we would have less knife crime And therefore there wouldn't really be a justification For this increased stop and search And all of this bullshit It comes back to you Teresa You are a useless person You're useless because of what you did to You've done to immigration in this country You're just a useless woman but you're most especially useless, spineless and two-faced Because she had the cheek to go to Robben Island Where um, Nelson Mandela was imprisoned for I think 15 or is it 18 years of his 27 year sentence Man served like 27 years in prison for simply wanting apartheid in South Africa to stop That's, that's what they gave him This is the cost that people pay Like at one point the things that all of these leaders have fought for 
were seen as unlawful, illegal, and they were seen as terrorists. They like even David Cameron referred to Nelson Mandela as a terrorist way back when. And now all of a sudden, when Nelson Mandela's dead, everyone's like, oh my God, he was such a great man and he fought for this and he fought for that. No, because you were happy with how things are now. And I promise you, like the Six of Cups says, one day you guys are going to look back and realize that this stop and search thing was extremely wild and it's racial profiling at its most obvious and most explicit. And then you're going to be like, oh, well, thank God there were some people out there to speak about it at the time and get us to see the error in our ways. We weren't that bad, but at least they let us see the error in our ways. And then everyone's going to act like it wasn't as fucking bad as it is now. And um, black um, boys and Black women aren't being either killed or paralyzed whenever they're in police custody. Everyone will dance around it because people are doing the uncomfortable and dangerous work right now of speaking up against police stop and search and things like that. So anyway, um, Teresa Pussy Clark May goes to Robben Island and um, she's shown where Nelson Mandela's cell was and she's trying to convey some kind of compassion. But, you know, she's a cyborg, so she doesn't even know how to show um any sort of emotion She looked like She was malfunctioning She was like Yeah Oh god Speaking You Were part of the people That wanted him to stay in prison Do you know That if I Had been Nelson Mandela I would appear in that cell And I would say to her Get If Before I open my spiritual eyes You better get the fuck Out of this place My the ghost of Nelson Mandela should have backhanded her. That's what should have happened because that is so audacious and it's so cheeky and it's so caucasious. It's so caucasious. She went to South Africa. She went to Nigeria because Nigeria has allegedly the biggest economy in all of Africa. And um, she then went to Kenya and she had the cheek to say that she was visiting all of these places because she wanted to cultivate a relationship, a new relationship, because we had old relationships together. And she wanted to kind of build something between these places, these countries and Britain. So again, this kind of oversimplifying of very, very horrible histories Six of Cups is a massive theme here A massive theme here Because again, she's romanticizing something That wasn't the way that it actually happened You're talking about past relationships Bitch, you mean colonization You mean mass genocide That was inflicted on the Africans by Britain Is that what you are referring to? Britain, um, the, um, Netherlands All of these places there France, Italy, Portugal all of you man came and did a madness, did a madness on Africa, the scramble for Africa. And it even annoyed me that the reporter that I watched on a BBC actually used the term scramble when he was talking about scrambling for Nigeria's um, um, patronage or something and trying to find out what Britain could possibly export to Nigeria that would be of value in order to cultivate a relationship. I don't want to cultivate any pussy clerk relationship. I don't want any relationship with you, Britain. And I don't care because I'm, you could be like, oh, but you're in my country right now. Yes, because you were in my country first. So I'll be wherever I be. Okay. I'm where I be. Okay. That is what it is. So I don't, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. What does Britain have to export to anywhere, to anybody? 
except for racism. You've already sold that well and good to America. They're doing a fine job of that export. We don't want it. Nigeria's got enough problems as it is. We don't need your British racism TM. Keep it. What you could have done if you really wanted to cultivate a beautiful relationship was return the bronze statues of Benin. That would have been so beautiful that would have been so symbolic like you actually are trying to do bits but of course you won't return our shit but you want to now start forming relationships we didn't ever have a relationship relationship colonization is not a relationship you dumb bitch it is not so fuck off stay away from nigeria if buhari won't tell you because he's busy being a travel blogger i will tell you fuck off south africa will tell you fuck off kenya will tell you fuck off like no we don't want the things we don't want the things go away piss off um, so yeah, that's that. And I, for the first time, I've got an anonymous straw. I've got an anonymous straw for, um, someone who was at the Black Klansman screening that I went to. So this straw goes out to this actor. He's a TV personality, very, very old in the game like he's he's very he's he's been about for for a while he's been about for many many years um anyway one lady that was at the screening a black lady beautiful she had an um, an afro not even a big afro just a cute afro at the screening and she sat down he walked by her and he said to her you should take that wig off otherwise you're going to block people at the back from seeing the film now I don't understand why some black men insist on being so violent to black women when they see them in public, like trying to shame them in public. I will never, ever understand it. I will never understand it. And most especially because I think this guy used to be with a white woman. So it makes all of the sense that he would then try to embarrass and humiliate a black woman in a public space such as that. The Afro is not blocking anybody, but you know what is? Your anti-blackness. Your anti-blackness is blocking you from being able to see this film properly. Not my Afro, you prick. And she was so upset when he said that to her. And I know that it really impacted her experience of that screening because it's one thing for white people or non-black people to make wild statements towards you, but for a black man to make it, well, that that is just horrendous and that is just horrible. So you, sir can have a straw because you shouldn't treat black women in that way young black women in that in that way who are becoming self-actualized doing their thing living their best lives showing up in the world as who they are and you're telling her how do you even know that the afro is not even hers how do you even know that how do you know that it's not like actually growing out of her head? How do you know that? You don't know. But because you wanted to be extremely violent and nasty and you wanted to pop your head out of your sunken place to say shit, this is what you've now done. So you can take a straw and go back to the sunken place and go and suck your mom. How about that? So that's who the anonymous straw goes out to this week. And look at me being, you know, couth and not even saying the name of the person because I'm trying to be more mature in this industry. But honestly, he can suck his mom, prick. So 
that's pretty much it for this week. I feel like I've covered all of the things and I've done it in a pretty decent time. I will now hop over to do the extra content for my patrons. Big up my patrons on patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. For this week's extra content, we'll be talking about the pole dance, um, the, sorry, the teacher who got fired from her job because she teaches pole dance in the evenings. And we'll also be speaking about the University of Manchester student who isn't going to jail. He isn't going to jail for selling class a drugs from his room because the judge didn't want him to have a bad life and didn't want to impact on the quality of life he's able to have later on. So obviously just white privilege, just full on in that story and misogynoir in the other story of the teacher who's also a pole dancer. But thank you so, so much for joining me. I have been Kelechi Okafor. You can follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod on Twitter or Instagram now because I'm getting ready to promote the affirmation card so you can see bits of it. Or you can follow me on at Kelechnikov on Instagram and Twitter again and big up my sponsor um, Ibile Botanica I didn't even bring all of my products this week But this episode, I'm now sponsored All the subsequent ep- episodes Will be sponsored by Ibile Botanica Making lovely herbal teas And smokables And um, herbs that you can use for womb steaming And things like that You shouldn't use womb steams by the way If you've got a coil I found that out the other day So be careful of that But um, Ibile Botanica is a store Offering artisanal herbal teas Herbal smokable blends And botanical beverages to aid um, and mental well-being to aid your mental well-being and your body make your body all lovely and I love my teas they're wonderful and I love my smokables I'm not even someone that smokes really but I just the ones that I get from Ibile are wonderful so if you want to um, get some smokables or get yourself some teas or some womb steam herbs or just some um, really nice juices she makes a juice called pussy juice it's really really tasty if you want to get yourself um, some of that um, from Mutulu Oblongata who's the mother and founder of Ibile Botanica You can get that from um, Ibile Botanica So that's I-B-I-L-E Botanica B-O-T-A-I B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A Dot co dot U-K You can get 20% off All products all of the time If you use the code Say your mind So Go and get yourself some bits and let me know How you get on with it And thank you Ibile for sponsoring The podcast Thank you so much. Um, So yeah, you've been listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mom. And I made it to the end of this episode. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind